Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Body of Christ Church, inviting you to our virtual living room, where we discuss today's issues and how those issues relate to the Holy Scriptures. So sit back, relax, and engage in conversation with us. Good afternoon, and the Most High in the name of Christ bless you. I am Josiah, and welcome to our virtual living room where we examine recent events and other topics as they pertain to the Holy Scriptures. We give all praises to the Most High in Christ, and we give thanks for God's generous mercy, grace, and forgiveness. Uh, At this point, I'd like to remind everyone that our chat room is open and available for your comments or questions. This week's title, 18-Year-Old Girl Sues Parents. Join me here today in the virtual living room to discuss the subject about this young woman, uh, Sue and her parents, I have first off our brother, Yawanathan. Okay. Uh, good afternoon to uh, you, brother, and all the other brothers, to the listening audience. I say most high in the name of Christ, bless all, and welcome all in the name of Christ. And also sitting in here in the virtual living room, we have our brother, Kabar. Yes, salute, brothers and sisters. Get to once again be back with you on the live blog talk show. As always, giving up praise, honor, glory to the most high in the name of Christ the opportunity to bring forth his doctrine according to the scriptures. Shalom. Well, brothers, um, for many people, parents especially, uh, this whole notion of this 18-year-old girl suing her parents is very, very disturbing. Um, And to get into the meat of it so that we can let our audience know what's going on, I'm going to play a clip from uh, surrounding the judge's decision about this matter. In national attention, a judge has denied a Morris County teenager access to her parents' money after she sued them for school tuition. News 12 New Jersey was in court for the judge's decision, and this morning News 12 New Jersey's Marissa Brainy is here with what happened. The judge's decision doesn't necessarily mean this case is over, but for now, the judge has denied Rachel Canning's emergency request for more than $600 a week in support high school and college tuition. At the heart of this lawsuit, issues like boyfriends, partying, drinking, and curfew all laid out in a very public courtroom conflict. She has essentially emancipated herself. She could have stayed home. She's not going to be on welfare, but she does not want to stay within her sphere of influence. After what she calls excessive verbal and physical abuse from her parents, honor student Rachel Canning left home last October. Now she's trying to get tuition for Morris Catholic High School and for her potential college choices, as well as child support for the friend's family she's currently living with. This is not about who's at fault here. This is about 
making sure that family members who have a significant ability to pay pay support for their children properly and responsibly. In an at times emotional, passionate hearing, both sides made their case. Cannon claims in court filings, quote, my father gave me a sense he was inappropriately affectionate with me. At times, feeding her so much alcohol, she, quote, blacked out. She says her mother was demeaning, calling her fat and porky. She developed an eating disorder her sophomore year of high school. The attorney for Canning's parents argue they were supportive and never abused or abandoned her, saying it was her choice to leave because she didn't want to follow their rules. They submitted into evidence a text message, which they say shows her disrespect, where she says to her mother, quote, Hi, Mom, just to let you know you're a real expletive winner, aren't you? You think you're so cool. I expletive hate you, and um, I've written you off, so don't talk to me. Have a nice life. Bye, Mom. A lot of complications here due to the fact that she has uh, turned 18 in terms of what the court can and cannot order. The judge denied Canning's emergency request, saying Morris Catholic High School will not expel her for lack of payment and agreeing to revisit the issue of her college tuition next month. Canning's parents call her claims offensive and a charade and say they just want their family whole again. The judge did say he did not believe Rachel Canning would succeed, saying the case could set a dangerous precedent where any child could sue they didn't get their way. Neither side talked to the media following that hearing, but they are due back in court April 22nd. I'm Marissa Brainy for News 12 New Jersey. Okay, Yohanathan. Here we have a situation where um, some things are playing out in court, and parents are definitely taking note of it. But uh, I believe you probably have teenagers also taking note of it. And amongst those teenagers are so, probably some that are in some fairly sad situations. And I'm not saying that this one is a really sad situation as far as the parents go. But maybe there are some teenagers that have parents that are well-to-do, but the parents are strictly abusive. You know, maybe they are molesting them. You know, that, I mean, that's probably like the worst-case scenario. But uh, maybe in exercise and corporate punishment, they're going way too far. Maybe they're striking them with uh, with their open with uh, with a fist or something. Okay. Um, think about that and listen to this statement by Rachel Canning. Rachel Canning said in court documents, "My parents simply will not help me any longer. They won't do. They want nothing to do with me." and refuse to even help me financially outside the house, although they certainly have the ability to do so. I am unable to support myself and provide for my food, shelter, clothing, transportation, and education. Should this young lady, should the court make a decision that the parents should help her? You want to find? Okay, should a court make a decision to help um, to mandate the parents to give what the child wants to the the parents to give the, uh, what the daughter wants? That's what you're asking. Well, not what what she wants, but she's claiming she needs these things: food, shelter, clothing, education. I mean, that's that's sort of essential. Hmm. Yeah, it's essential, but you know, this is a, a bigger case of people. Um, in this world, okay, um, deciding how to raise their children 
on the way they want to, and then once once it comes to a head, and now it, it ain't it wasn't right from the beginning. Now it's blown up mm-hmm. into this court matter, you know, and and you know Christ brought something out on that, and I, and I just want to just to well, to answer your question, even if the court go either way with this case, it won't be the it it shouldn't be how life should be should be um ruled out or or shall I say um it out, you know what I mean. There's, there's a course on the parents, and there's a course on the children. But you know, if, if we keep denying the Bible, these things like this is going to get worse and worse. Mm-hmm. So, so um, you're you're saying that the court sh- should, and it, well, let's let's take the court out of it because I know that you're a man. You studied the scriptures for a long time. You're, you're well versed in the scriptures. What does the scripture say about situations like this? Uh, should, must must parents continue to take care of their children, no matter what age they are, and no matter what they're what they're involved in? Well, let me go to a verse. I think it's Galatians, the first chapter, sixth chapter. Okay, I can get there. Yeah, it says this. It says. Uh, that's not it either. I'm just going to give me. You might want to ask another brother while I look up this verse that's right on my mind right now. Okay. Mhm. All right. Uh, anybody else care to chime in on that? You know, as to whether uh, parents should uh, take care of children, no matter what age. You know, Rachel's 18 years old, and uh, not not really getting into the whole thing about you know whether she was wrong and she left or whether the parents kicked her out. But at what age is there an age that parents just don't no, no longer have to take care of their children? You know, well, uh, at, at what point does that stop? Is there anything in the scriptures to give us any kind of guidance about that? Well, you know, definitely, um, parents and children. Um, let's just go to scriptures, Exodus chapter twenty and verse twelve, because you know, first of all, we want to kind of establish. You know, what is the relationship supposed to be like between parent and child, okay? So, mm-hmm. you know, as always, we get our understanding and information from the Scripture. So Exodus 20 and 12 is going to give us that information. And it says in Exodus 20 12, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So, as far as children and their relationship to their parents, the scripture says that the children are supposed to honor their father and their mother, meaning show them the respect that they're due, meaning show them the, give them the dignity and the respect of a parent <clears throat> that they're supposed to be giving them, listening to the things that they're telling them and mm-hmm. listening to the instructions that they're being given. That's what they're supposed to be doing. Now, why... Why is the children supposed to be listening to the parents, right? So we know the parent, the children supposed to be listening to the parents, but why? Why are the children doing that? What's the parents' role in the whole thing? Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter six and verse seven. We know the children's role. Now here's the parents' role, and it says this: Deuteronomy six and seven. And thou shalt teach them, meaning the children. The parents are supposed to teach the children, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, meaning. The commandments of the Lord, that's what the parents is supposed to be teaching the children. Um, 
I, let me start at verse verse one in chapter six. It says, "Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord thy God command thee to teach you, that ye may do them in the land where thou goest to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all His statutes and His commandments, which I command thee, that thou thy son, thy son's sons, and all, and, and says thy son's sons, all the days of thy life, that that thy days may be prolonged." So that's what, that's what the Most High is instructing the children of Israel, especially the parents, that they're supposed to keep the commandments. Verse 3, Hear therefore Israel and observe to do it, meaning his commandments, that it may be well with thee. That's how we get success. It says, and that ye may increase mightily, meaning prosper. That's how we prosper. It says, as the Lord, the God of thy fathers, hath promised thee in the land that flows to milk and honey, meaning that possession that he was going to give us. Now in Christ, that possession is even greater to come. So that's, that, that makes these commandments even more important now than it did then. Verse 4, Heal Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words, meaning his commandments, which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Now back to that point, verse 7. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and, and thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. So you see how critical the parents' role is. They, first of all, supposed to learn the commandments of the Lord, be established, and have a foundation in them, and then they're supposed to be teaching that to the children. That's why the children are supposed to be honoring their father and their mother. That's not to say that if you have parents who don't know the commandments that you don't have to honor them. That's not to say that. Because that was going to be my next question. <laughs> nope. We always, we're always, because the commandment in Exodus 20 is a standalone. You have to honor your parents, period. But it's just showing you so, the interrelationship but, that's what's going minute. on. But wait a minute. Let me just finish this one point. Okay. Let me just finish okay. this one point. The commandment is independent to the children. You honor your father and your mother. Show them respect. Now, there's another, there's a qualifying scripture in Matthews that tell us that we ought to obey God rather than men. So as long as your parents ain't telling you to break the commandments, you're supposed to honor them. If they're telling you to do something against the commandments, that's only then can you not, do you, have the, do you have the right to say, no, I can't do that because God commands something different in the Bible. Other than that, you have to listen to your parents. So that's a standalone commandment for the child. The standalone commandment for the, for the parent is you're supposed to learn my commandments and teach them to your children. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if, your children don't want to hear it, you still have to teach them and enforce the commandments in your household. So each party has a commandment on them, and each party is supposed to stay within the confines of those commandments, regardless of what the other party is doing. Sorry, brother. Go ahead. No, that's all right. It's all right, Nakobar, because it looks like we've been doing this program together way too long because I had about two or three questions to ask you, and it's like you've been reading my mind, anticipating the questions and answering them before I can get to them. <laughs> Sorry. So it's okay, but let me let me go ahead yeah. and uh, bring uh, Abaja in right now. Just just let everybody know that Abaja's on the program. Also, uh, Shalom Abaja. Hey Shalom, what's up, Christ bless everybody. And John, uh, did you find that scripture that you want to bring yeah. out? Yeah, right. Because the whole problem, what I'm what I'm trying to say is the whole problem why we speaking of this matter is because of this thing here, what's going on now. I'm a, it's Ephesians, the sixth chapter, okay? And um, in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, in verse four, it reads, it says, 
It says, uh, and ye fathers, provoke not your children to to wrath, but bring them up in the the nurture and ammunition of the Lord. That's not what's going on. And what we're seeing now is an 18-year-old case of what happens when you don't bring them up in that. Okay, you, you, you spoil them in a wicked way. You don't teach them righteousness. What you teach them, oh, just do what you want. You can have whatever you want, all right? You're not instilling in them the fear of the Lord, what, what to do and what not to do, and, honor, and have them to honor thee as the commandments say. And then when they get of age and when they finally realize, look, me and mom, dad, we all friends. We all equals. I'm going to take you to court and, and demand you to give me what I want. And that's what, what where we're at right now. It says, and ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, because what are you going to get um, fighting against your parents? Okay? Let, let's see what Christ said what happens uh, when you do stuff like that. Um, I'm going to go to Mark, the 10th chapter. Mark chap, chapter 10, because nowadays, okay, this young girl here, uh, she's suing her, father, her, her parents. I mean, I know we're going to do other shows, but there's cases where the kids, the, the, the kids will actually kill the parents, okay? Mm-hmm. And so now I'm going to read what Christ says on this, because this is the one we, we were to follow, okay? And it says here, Mark, the seventh chapter in verse 10, it says, For Moses said, Honor thy father and thy mother, and whoso curses father and mother, let him die the death, okay? So now... Let's see if Christ changed it. What he was doing was rebuking um, evil men at the time, but he's putting a point that's a law in the scriptures. But, um, and let's see what he said. He didn't change it. Let's see when he rebuked him what he said. He said, but ye say, if a man shall say to his father or mother, it is called that is to say, a gift, by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, he shall be free. So, and ye suffer him no more to do aught for his father or his mother. So the ones in authority said, look, you, you let that person go who don't honor their parents, their father, and their mother. He was correcting them on that. So he didn't say, well, don't die to death anymore. So that law stands. And, and what we should instill is honor our father and that mother, and that's not what's going on. And now we're we talking about this case here, which is, is – is multiplied all over the world, on uh, all over this country and world, on the lower stand, on the lower level. But it's still what dishonoring that father and that mother. Back to you. Okay. Okay. Uh, about you, I want to uh, go ahead and bring you into the discussion. Um, one of the um, sticking points from Rachel Cannon about her parents' treatment of her had to deal with her boyfriend. I'm going to read an excerpt here from uh, a paper article from uh, the Radar Online. And it reads, as previously reported, one major sticking point between Canning, a senior and cheerleader at Morris Catholic High School, and her parents, retired Lincoln Park Police Chief Sean Cannon and wife Elizabeth, was their disapproval over the girl's boyfriend, 18-year-old Lucas Kitzmiller. The parents' laundry list of complaints about the youth included allegations he'd had a detrimental hand in her suspension from school and that the boy's parents would drop off the drunken teen couple at all hours of the night. Her mother said in court docs that she became obsessed with drinking every weekend as a result of dating him. Now, is, is this 
the the daughter's fault or is it the parents' fault based upon what's being brought out of the scriptures here? You mean is it the daughter's fault or the parents' fault as far as her as far being, as her, uh, in a, her behavior ahead. with this her her behavior with this boyfriend? You know, based on the things that are being brought out in the scriptures, you know, the parents, you know, having responsibility to teach and so forth. Um, you know, th- there's some responsibility on the part of the daughter uh, to honor her parents. But, you know, if that hadn't been taught, then how is she to know? So whose fault is it? Is the daughter's fault or the, or the parent's fault? Well, speaking strictly in, in terms of the scriptures, because um, that, that's really where we kind of have to keep this conversation because what you have is you have the, the world looking at it from a, a secular point of view and a, a law of man's point of view. Because, you know, the, thing, the fact that she's 18 years old keeps coming up into play. Uh-huh. And in most states, in most states, I'm, and I'm, 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 I'm prefacing all of this to answer the question. Um, in most states, when you reach 18, you're pretty much legally considered an adult meaning that mm-hmm. your parents no longer have uh, a so-called legal responsibility according to the law of the land for your so-called well-being. And I say so-called. But um, one of the things that I was looking at in, uh, in reference to the, the article that we're dealing with, uh, in the New Jersey specifically, just because you're 18, the New Jersey law does not consider a person to be emancipated. And for those of you who don't know, when a child emancipates themselves from their parents, if they're still quote unquote considered a minor, that basically means that the parents more or less have uh, no legal over you know oversight of that child anymore. And I'm, I'm just putting that loosely. Um, and, and when you say when you say legal oversight, you mean in terms mm-hmm. of being able to instruct them or command them, demand that they right. do certain things. Okay. Right. Right. It's pretty, you pretty much more or less kind of I don't, know, I don't want to say forfeiting, but you pretty much have no legal say over that child anymore, mm-hmm. you know, as far as uh, legal responsibilities and things like that. Um, but, and the reason why this is important is that, you know, because they're looking, you know, it's relevant to the question because in New Jersey, the law states that, you know, just because a person is 18 doesn't necessarily emancipate them unless in what, how the law is interpreted, unless that person, that child has quote unquote left the scope of their parents' authority. So, you know, they're saying that, uh, you know, a parent is not obligated to contribute to the support of an emancipated child and that a child is emancipated when she is beyond the control of the, of the parents. So now, going, bringing, having said all that and coming back to the question, I want to read Proverbs 22 and 6 as far as where the so-called blame should be. Uh, Proverbs 22 and 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, we mm-hmm. see that scripture a, a lot when we, uh, you know, deal with cases like this on, on a show. And a lot of people will read that and say, well, see, it says train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So they think it's just something black and white where, you know, okay, I taught my child the commandments, and they're going to do it, and that's it. They're not going to make mistakes. They're not going to go through the rebellious period. They're not going to go, you know, periods of where they're hard-headed and, you know, things like that. But when you look at that scripture in its fullness through the understanding of Christ, what you're doing when you train up a child in the way that they should go, meaning that you teach them the example of Christ by firstly showing that example in the household, then that means that you're giving them a point of reference as far as a moral compass on what is considered right and wrong according to the word of God. Now, 
whether or not these people, you know, have done that in detail, I'm not I'm not even gonna touch that. Um but the point of the matter is as far as the blame <laughs> Because truth, truthfully, I mean, we I, we we only know what we what we see. You know, we don't know what what the honestly what religion or what philosophy or whether or not you know how far that's the scriptures they deal with. So, the thing, the point of the matter is, is that the child has a responsibility as was brought out earlier to honor her parents, but the parents' responsibility as uh, also was brought out by Yolanda when he went to Ephesians six was to raise their child up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So you're looking at the parents setting rules in the household and guidelines regardless of how old this, this young lady is. Because she picked a, notice that she picked a fine time to start slipping out, okay, uh, and to not to not be up under the, the rules of her parents. Mm-hmm. And, well, and, you know, there's, there's some merit there. So, you know, as far as the blame, you know, it's one of those things where the parents have a responsibility in that. But then after a certain point, it's like, you know what? I can't, as a parent, I can't work with you anymore. You know, but she, because like I said, she's 18 now. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, it's like, you know what? You're old enough. You're basically old enough at this point to where you're making decisions to where you're going to have to learn to accept some of the responsibilities and the repercussions of those decisions. And, you know, they didn't, you know, and it's alleged that they put her out. And, you know, you know it's alleged that she left home on her own merit. You know, but there, there's there's an equal blame there to a certain degree. And it would be a blame on the parents if they have not upheld that example of Christ in their household and they were being seen as hypocrites. And now, you know, the team is pretty much just doing what she's been shown all her life. You know, just really going back to the point that you want to say saying. But also, there's a responsibility on the child to honor their parents. You know, just and, a quick uh, interject. Just no, a quick interject. Oh, sorry, Bajo. I don't know if you was done. Were you finished? Um, you know what? I, I was done because I took too long to answer the question. So, go ahead. No, it's all good. It's all good. But you know what? I did want to interject this um, because we're looking. Bajo did raise the, the question of, you know, we don't know. Uh, their particular religion, and, um, you know, how how deep into the commandments they go. I did want to look, I did want to point out one thing that gives us a huge insight into as far as their stance religiously. Now, mind you, the girl goes to Morris Catholic High School. It's a private mm-hmm. high school where you have to pay tuition. Now, we know people who have the option of paying, who can afford to pay tuition, and choose, have the option of choosing which private school to send them, they're going to send them to uh, their child to a school that aligns with their religious uh, uh, beliefs. So, and that's, you, that's usually. Uh, the, the, there are some exceptions to that, right? There are, there some, are some exceptions, exceptions but we're talking about, in most cases, I don't know. I went to a private school, and it was completely in line with, you know, my parents' uh, religious um Right. Right, uh, background. I don't know if other okay. brothers did, Good point. but in, Good point. In, in most cases, ninety percent of the time, when uh, a parent sends their child to a religious um, private school, it's the religious private school number one of their choosing. And if a mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. chooses a, a religious school nine times out of ten, it does 
their religion. That's the whole point of it, really. So so that's what I'm saying about the Catholic aspect. And we know when you're dealing with the, the Catholic religion, you're dealing with catechisms, you're dealing with, you know, things like that, you, which which automatically we know preclude uh, the Sabbath is not there, the dietary law is not there. Many of what the scriptures actually says, that's not actually being upheld in the catechism is being upheld and what the, you know, with the church has deemed, uh, according to the understanding of man, that's actually what's being upheld. So that's what I'm saying. We can get a, a, a huge insight as far as what the religious bent is. And while there are some aspects retained um, of the Bible in that Catholic religion, many, many aspects are disregarded. So we do have a failure on the part of the parent to institute that um, that aspect. I would say one of one of one of the aspects of the Bible that is retained is that sense of uh, 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 um, parents, that sense of you know respecting authority and things like that. A lot of that is there because you have a lot of the discipline in those schools along those lines. So there's an aspect where she, un, you know, she. A sense where she would know to, you know, respect her parents and things like that. That's that's part of the, the uh, sense of, you know, those type of Catholic schools that they go to. You know what I mean? To respect your elders, mm-hmm. uh, persons in authorities, and religious figures, things like that. That's actually, you know, uh, harped on, you know, quite a bit. You know, being in subjection to religious authorities. Um. So one aspect so, that I did want to go ahead. But that being the case, if if uh, those those attributes are imparted, then how is it that she's um, rebelling against her parents at this point? Well, that's, see, that's, 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 like a, that's a contradiction. Well, see that that's the thing. Like the brother brought out the point where you know you we have moral values being taught to some extent. Okay, as far as let's let's say her particular instance, there's moral values being taught to some extent that that do line up with with the Bible. Okay, gotcha. You know? I gotcha. Okay, so the thing is, there's a portion that there's some part of it that she should know to do because she was actually taught that. You know, respecting the authority figures, respecting religious figures, respecting your parents, those are things that's actually taught, and especially Catholic schools, uh, Protestant schools, private religious schools, those type of things are being taught. So you have a sense of that growing up. So the scriptures tell us he that knows to do good and doeth is not to them in a sin. So, you know, there's aspects that she know that she knows to do, but she's not doing it. And and mm-hmm. she is guilty of that because she mm-hmm. she does know better. Um so that's the part that I wanted to look at here. And you go into Deuteronomy chapter twenty seven and verse fifteen. It says because this is the most high is partly going into the blessings and the cursings, <clears throat> and then, you know, and then verse in verse twenty eight he goes full blast into blessings and the curses. But Deuteronomy twenty seven and verse fifteen it says, "Cursed be the man," and that means man or woman. Cursed be the man that, uh, excuse me, verse sixteen. Deuteronomy twenty seven verse sixteen it says, "Cursed be he." And that's he or she. Cursed be he that setteth light by his father or his mother, and all the people shall say amen, meaning be in agreement with it. Now, what is that setting light? When you look at that word setting light, um, the, the priest actually says to treat with contempt. 
right? So that that mm-hmm. that child that treats their parents, their father and mother, set us life out of them, meaning treat them with contempt. The scripture says they're gonna be cursed. So, you know, what is to, what is it to treat your parents with contempt? Where you gotta find out what that word means, contempt. And that word contempt means, and this is from the free dictionary online, anybody can pull it up and look at the definition. It says the state of being despised or dishonored, disgraced. So now we gotta circle right back around to the scripture tell you to honor your father and your mother. You know, in, in, in Catholic schools, Protestant schools, one of the things that they do uh, teach is the Ten Commandments. They don't keep all of them, but it's there, <laughs> and, it, 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 it's there and it's taught. And in that Ten Commandments right. is honor, honor your father and your mother. Well, she's mm-hmm. treating her parents with, with contempt, meaning and with her contempt, she's dishonoring them. She's not obeying them. They got simple rules about curfew and things like that, which they are well within their right to establish. And she decides, no, I don't want to keep it, even though she still wants to be under their roof, and, you know, and, and under their um, umbrella as far as asking for financial support. She wants support. It, it exactly. Just, it, exactly. If you if you want to be emancipated, if you want to be an adult, well, that will preclude you providing for yourself. But that's not what she's asking. She's saying she wants to act like an adult and be able to live her life the way she wants to while still acting like a child and having her parents support her. So that's, mm-hmm. the, you know, that's the foolishness that's there, and I'm glad the judge actually made a distinction in his, his latter statement when he made the point about um, about right here. It says on Tuesday, state toward the latter end, it says on Tuesday, state superior court, Judge Peter Bogart shut down Canning's Spanish request saying a win for the spoiled youth uh, could create a potentially slippery slope in legal proceedings between parents and children. So he's looking forward and saying, you know what, if, if this if this is granted to this child, then it's going to put, and people use this as a legal precedent, then it's going to open up an entire arena where kids could come forth now and, and, and the entire relationship between parent and child can be devastated in America. You know what I mean? So Right. We we do have a moral unraveling going on in this country and all over the world. It's happening. That's how the brother Yuanthan was bringing out that point. It's going to continue to increase, but it just goes to show you even a little bit that people know they're not going to adhere to it. Yeah. So we, we see clearly the parents is at fault as far as not abiding by thus saith the Lord and following the traditions of man through the Catholic Church. And then we see the breakdown on the child behalf, even though they know to honor their parents, they're not actually doing it. She's treating the parents with contempt, meaning dishonor, which is going against the commandments and the Ten Commandments about honoring your parents. So you have a breakdown on both sides. Okay. You want to I see you sitting over there. You, you about to bust open with something to say. What, what, go ahead with what you got to say. Yeah. What I wanted to say is, uh, we put these shows together to contrast and show, look, if you, whoever here this show wants to serve the Lord, look, this ain't the way, well, this particular subject, that's a particular way to serve the Lord and to avoid situations like, like how we present today. Like this right here, this this person, these people, it's 100% on the parents. And I'm going to just read a verse, a verse. I'm in Ecclesiasticus chapter 30, and I'm at verse 9. It says, Conquer thy child, and he shall make thee afraid. 
play with him, and he will bring thee to heaviness. Carcer meaning spoil him, meaning not showing him right from him, not uh, making too much of their errors instead of all, instead of letting them grow from their errors to become um, stronger people, thinking that they're so good that their feet can't touch the ground, okay? And then all of this st- stuff builds up over years, okay? Mm-hmm. And now we see parents in the courtroom crying like two babies, and it's all because of them. And the, and the way that we avoid that is put on the application of Christ, put on put on the doctrine on how to raise, when I say the application of, of Christ, we're talking specifically child-rearing here, how the Lord said it, raise children, that's what we do. Don't de- deviate right from left. First um, Corinthians chapter 3, and I think I'm going to go to verse uh, 19. It says, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. Because, okay, we see pictures here that the father with the beard, uh, with the girl on. Ain't nothing wrong playing with your kids, but but now we see in these reports curfews and stuff. Of she can stay out all night. Well, what's all of that about? But that's the wisdom of this world. Then the scriptures, you never see none well, of that it's, stuff. It's not all night that she was allowed to stay out. She was, she was only allowed to stay out to one thirty in the morning. Okay, what what will a young person with no money, no house, and depending on, on someone to take care of them going to do at that time of night. It's, it's nothing productive at that time. So there's no wisdom in that. Nowhere in the scriptures will you see David, Solomon, um, all the apostles and their children, oh, just stay out all night, kids. Okay? So I, there's no wisdom in that. First Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 19, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. So since their craftiness and wisdom is to let that go on, now they're sitting before the court crying. But the way to avoid that is to apply the child rearing on what the scriptures say. Because all that's going on at that time of night is, is nothing good. And then furthermore, this is wisdom from the Lord. He, he said do not, but people frown on things like this that I'm about to read. I'm going to go to Leviticus, the 19th chapter, okay? I'm going to go to Leviticus 19, and I'm going to start at verse 29. People frown on this, but this is the wisdom of what the Lord says. He says, Leviticus 19:27, Do not prostitute thy daughter to cause her to be a whore, lest the land fall to whoredom and the land become full of wickedness. Well, people say, well, he's not out there making his daughter a prostitute, making her have sex for money. But there's many ways you can prostitute that daughter to make her become a whore. Oh, do what you want, stay out, party all night. That's the beginning of that's the beginning foundation of foundations of um whore. Okay, and now she's at the point I can't I can't do all this on my own now. I need your money to continue. And now the whole and like the brother was bringing out, other wicked children is going to see this wicked example and going to try to what free themselves and all of this. When the whole point of children is to raise up another generation to fear the Lord. So the, to the listeners who want to make children to fear the Lord, look, the scriptures show you what to do. It, it, it shows you the, I'm going to read Ecclesiastes 30 and 12. It says, bow down thine his neck while he is young, and beat him on the sides while he is a child, that he wax stubborn and be disobedient unto thee, and so bring sorrow to thine heart. So, when it's the issues of uh, correction, the scriptures say beat him on his side. 
And then if you don't have to mm-hmm. feed your child by the side, that's a, that, that, that much better of a child. But the bottom line is to humble them so they won't get stubborn in their ways, humble them so that they know that, look, there's a course of life that I got to pick, that I got to choose, that I got to follow because I want to be better than my parents in the eyesight of the Heavenly Father in Christ. But, you know, people shy from that. They got philosophies. They got things they want to do and how they want to raise up children. And now we're sitting around talking about it and showing you that the wisdom of this world is foolishness and there's no, there's no productive end of righteousness in it. That's okay. all. So, Abaja, uh based on what John's saying, it, it does seem like the parents are, are wrong in the situation. It seems Well, it seems like maybe the parents and the child is wrong. The parents for not teaching a child and the child for uh, not learning the lessons that Kabar pointed out that uh, you would learn at a Catholic high school. Well, I won't say not learning and not applying them. Just particularly dealing okay. in the, uh, in the, in the um, you know, in the vein of what we're Right, discussing. right, exactly. Not learning, but not, not applying them, right. That's, that's, that's right. So you yeah, agree I then mean, that they are, they are both parties are wrong, the parents and the child? Yeah, yeah, I agree that they're both in the, in the wrong because more so, I mean, there's a, there's a large degree, as Yvonne was bringing out, that, you know, the parents are, are you know, held responsible. But what you have is, as a child grows, and, and we read, you know, like I said, all the scriptures were read, you know, earlier. As the child grows and the parents are raising them up in the admonition and fear of the Lord, they're teaching their children that, okay, yeah, I'm sitting here in front of you and you're obeying my rules. But this is only a, a symbol, a symbolic type of deal between what you're going to have to learn when you come grow into an adult and you start dealing with the Lord, because He's the one that ultimately is going to render that judgment. He's mm-hmm. the one that's ultimately going to, you know, <laughs> uh, guide you, you know, because our parents are there. And, and even uh, just sorry, going back to the original question that you asked, you know, as far as the parents providing for us, you know, our parents are are, are there to constantly be a, a, a source of information, a source of wisdom, and, and in some cases a source of support, you know what I'm saying, um, as a child. That, that, the job of a parent never ends just because you turn to reach a certain age or just because uh, you get married and just because you start having a family of your own to whatever degree. It's just that the, uh, you know, the role changes to a certain degree as far as uh, how you are involved. You know, so. okay, but but that 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 brings back that first point though. You know, and either of your brothers can chime in on this. At what age does a parent no longer have that responsibility to provide food, shelter, clothing, education? What's that age? Well, yes, I. It just goes back to the Lord's prayer when it says. Uh, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. So when our parents raise us up in the fear and nurture of the Lord, we understand that when we abide by the commandments of the Lord, that our food, shelter, and clothing is going to come from, yeah, us doing uh, the things that we need to in this world as far as working. But the Lord is ultimately blessing us with those things. Now, our parents' role in that is ultimately to provide us with the continual example throughout our lives of what serving the Lord is. That's what their primary responsibility is. And in that, they, uh, you know, when both parties are in that same vein, 
then mm-hmm. it makes it easier for parents to provide assistance, not necessarily supporting and feeding us like as if we were still a child, but to provide us assistance and guidance in doing those things for ourselves. Okay. All right. Well, brothers, yes, uh, yes sir. Real quick. What age? Oh, you you about to close it out? Yeah, go ahead, okay. real quick. I was going to say what Christ said in Matthew 19. He said in 5, And said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. So when was um, over to the husband, but the world we do whatever we want to do. And now we got the future. Brothers and sisters, thank you for visiting with us in the virtual living room of the Body of Christ Church. You can visit our website at thebocc.com. Or you can email us at bodyofchrist at youreach.com. Or call us at 877-871-1712. Until our next visit, the Most High in the name of Christ bless you. Shalom. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.